the relationship that I've had with uh, the people, the leaders of these countries has been, I would really rate it on a scale of zero to 10, I would rate it a 10. Get ready for marketing insights, business strategies, and growth tactics from the original founder and marketer of The Daily Dose, no matter what those other guys claim. He's the original marketing entrepreneur who helped bring big business, media, marketing, and the public sector to the internet, while keeping government happy and away from overregulation of the digital age. And he's got the savvy and proven experience to help any business grow and succeed. You're listening to Marketing Insights with your host, Yasha Harari. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Marketing Insights. I'm Yasha Harari. Today we're going to talk about creating social video marketing campaigns successfully. It's important to know that platforms like Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, they're all terrific for video hosting and they all have enormous marketing potential at a low or even zero budget and they're incredibly easy to use. So what you can do in order to create terrific and successful social video marketing campaigns is to first identify the emotions and ultimately the shareable nature of the content that you're creating and publishing. Um, is it going to be fun, sad, awesome, horrifying? You know, what are the emotions you're going to be using? And then create the content that is worth sharing with that in mind. Is the video useful? Does it appeal to your emotions? Right? Does it contain useful information? Was it completely unexpected? Is it something that people enjoy watching? What is the feedback you're getting immediately when people first see it? When you create the content for the video, you need to think about its shareability, right? That's what makes a video potentially viral. And of course, you can't determine which network or networks will make it go viral. It's not up to you. That's why you should do things like try different titles on different platforms, etc. But you can control the quality of your video, what goes into it, uh, what it contains, what are the spoken words, what are the images. Um, you know, you do control that. And it is up to you to make sure that that best matches your vision of what this content can do for the viewer. Does it tell them a story? Does it inform them about something they never knew before? Does it enlighten them in some way? Um, does it reveal some secret? Does it, you know, uh, make something very obvious to them? Is it, is it very practical? Whatever it is you're doing with your content, make sure it's communicating these values to the viewer. That way they get something of value and of real substance out of what you're producing. That will make it more shareable. Remember, the easiest things to share are, of course, things like cat videos, you know, puppy videos, um, fighting, you know, or things that are things that you stand in awe of or are amazed by, um, you know, things that are truly unique content. Um, those are, you know, that are those are very those are very popular types of content um, that people will share. 
think of it as you know, bread and circus, right? What is it that people want? They want their bread and circus. Well, that means that the hardest things to share are things that inform people or educate people um, and give them real value, right? Things like um, ideas that work, you know, or uh, values of you know how to have a better life or a higher quality standard of living, um, or education, right? Any kind of educational topic is usually going to be the least popular thing that you could possibly share. Even if people love to learn what you're teaching, it may not be shareable uh, because it may not be, it may not have that pizzazz, that excitement. Well, that means that if you can create content for those topics, which are the hardest to share, then you'll actually have uh, a better chance of having a truly organic viral success with your video marketing campaign. Right? It's especially true for business because I mean, yeah, for businesses, you can maybe punch out some funny cat videos, depending on what your business is. You can do it once in a while for fun, for humor. Um, but how many, you know, how many of those can you put out? You know, I'm not going to put out too many fight videos, hopefully none, because I'm you know, not going to promote violence as a business, right? Unless you're in the business of violence somehow. Um, but most businesses, you know, are not, and they should be putting out content that's relevant to their business. So you need to be putting out content that communicates your values, right? You need to be putting out content that educates your audience, but in an interesting, maybe even slightly entertaining way. Uh, and the same goes for any ideas or any visions or any you know, concepts that you're coming up with that you want to put out and you want to have people think about and maybe be inspired by, even though you're not aware of their being inspired by. You know, that's one of the values of doing what you're doing, right? So... Remember that um, you know, the different platforms all have their different strengths and weaknesses. Right? So for example, on Facebook, you know you um, you should consider that the first three seconds of any video are part of Facebook's autoplay, and they automatically count three seconds worth of watching as a single view. Right. So that means you're going to get a lot of views on on Facebook that people only watch three seconds of autoplay, and then maybe they stop it. It's still going to count as a view. While that may not while that may not be great for your engagement, that is good for your view count, and you can exploit it in that way because it will help you get more views. Um, but it doesn't necessarily help you engage better, right? Uh, of course, the, the format and the platform that's going to work best for you is, again, not in your control entirely. But you can make the content designed for any particular platform and try to focus it more on that if you, you know, have specific content that's YouTube relevant, right, than you would optimize the video in as many ways as you can to be ideal for YouTube reach. And remember, Facebook, obviously, world's largest social platform, obviously, you have to post your videos there. But of course, YouTube is the world's second largest social platform, as well as the second largest search engine in the world, right? Just behind Google. So yeah, plus all the text is searchable, as we've discussed many times on this podcast. So not optimizing for YouTube is like shooting yourself in the foot, right? It, maybe YouTube is not the platform that will make you go viral. Maybe it is Facebook. Maybe it's you know Snapchat. Who knows? Maybe it's Instagram. But you have to contend with the gorillas in the room. That's Facebook and YouTube. Right? You can't ignore those. Um, if you do, you're doing so at your own peril. I really not recommend it. Um, and yes, you should focus mostly on the platform at first, the platform that is best for you. But if you haven't gone after any of them, you're not going to know which one works best for you unless you try them all. So you need to have accounts on all of them and you need to start pumping up your videos to all of them and seeing some real data 
give you ideas about what works and what doesn't on each of those platforms. Snapchat, same thing. Users on Snapchat, they watch billions of videos every day. Um, and people use it on their mobile devices just as they do any other social platform. Um, and of course, a lot of videos watched on mobile have the sound off, right? They just want to see the video. So think of your marketing videos or think of the videos in your marketing campaign as videos that don't necessarily need sound. It should be understandable and should communicate the main points even with the sound off. That's always a good idea because it lets you take care of the visual media just as well as the audio media when people turn on the sound. Also on Snapchat, as weird as it is, recording in a vertical format helps you keep the narrative of the story you're telling. Uh, it's very counterintuitive if you like to shoot video all the time um, in horizontal mode, but on Snapchat, vertical works very well. So uh, keep that in mind. It's a unique feature in a sense because every other video platform usually recommends horizontal videos because that's, you know, screens traditionally have been very horizontal, but of course mobile devices, mostly people use them vertically when they're watching things, um, unless they're, you know, flipping them on the side to actually get into a video. Instagram is another platform, obviously, to shoot. Uh, obviously, you know, they're clearly famous for their square one-to-one -one format. And again, silence is the automatic default. So remember, any videos you put up on Instagram, you want to be able to, again, enjoy them in silence. And you want to be able to see them in one-to-one -one ratio so that they fill the Instagram screen the way every other piece of content should there. And that's why it's important that you have, you know, that format structure for Instagram. A lot of video editors these days will actually save the file for you even if you shot it in horizontal mode they'll save it for you in square mode if you're using third-party instagram video uh, devices or if you're using instagram um, you know it can let you shoot for one-to-one -one automatically and of course twitter you can't ignore twitter that's still hundreds of millions of people uh, not a small audience by any stretch of the imagination and in some areas extremely active right thousands of messages a day on particular groups or feeds. I mean, it can be quite overwhelming, the amount of traffic that happens to people on Twitter. If you have just the right influencer point to your, you know, website or whatever, you can suddenly see a surge in traffic um, because you got a good retweet from some influencer. So on Twitter, make sure you humanize your videos, right? That means if your video has humans in it, it's more likely to be viewed. Humans are automatically attracted to other humans, right? By default, we want to know what's going on in the video that contains humans more so than if it doesn't. Um, that doesn't mean that obviously videos without people can't be super popular. Of course, every animated video ever that doesn't contain any people and went popular, you know, clearly defies that rule. But in general, unless you're going to do a killer animated video, having humans in the videos will help. And also, Telling the story on Twitter uh, in, through the Twitter videos function can definitely help you increase your traffic. And you do that by having, just like in every other story, a clear arc with a beginning, middle, and end. You know, points to the story, key highlights, or the dramas, what are you overcoming, whatever it is. And remember that on Twitter, videos can't be longer than 140 seconds. So at 140 seconds, you're talking 2 minutes and 20 seconds. 
um, while it seems restrictive, if you're used to shooting longer videos, remember that you have short attention spans. So the shorter the better. And if you can do it in under two minutes, it's even better, right? Because uh, it doesn't mean that people won't watch your video if it's longer than two minutes, but if it's the first time they've ever heard of you, you want to give them a power punch much more than you want to try to engross them in a long intellectual didactic. Because again, this is for video marketing. This is not for you know, a long TED talk about some conceptual idea that nobody will actually take action about, but they'll enjoy the talk very much and maybe it'll inspire them to do other things. You want results. You, know? you want to send out a video campaign. It's going to get results. It's going to get people to click. It's going to get people to take action, go through your funnel, make a decision in the time span that you have scheduled as the designer of your marketing funnel. Right? Maybe it's maybe it's five minutes, maybe it's two days, maybe it's a week. Whatever it is your sales process is, you want people to engage with that ASAP after they watch this video. So keep that in mind. Keep your videos short enough that they're attention grabbing, full of information, and tease the user to find out more. Right? That's how you get the call to action to be maximum impact. So those are some of the things to consider. If you're building video marketing campaigns in 2018, probably even beyond, uh, at least for a little while until the formats change again and until the platforms change again, who knows who's going to be the, the leader in online videos in a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years. There's always going to be people competing for that top spot as the leading video platform or companies competing for that top spot. So you need to kind of stay on top of that, especially as video is just the most important kind of content online because there are always going to be companies competing for that top spot in terms of who is the biggest and best video hosting provider online who has the biggest traffic who has the most views etc because that's how they generate their ad revenues which is after all what pays for those companies to exist and that does it for this episode of marketing insights i hope you've learned something interesting today and if you have, please share it with a colleague, friend, or peer. And uh, give us your hearts, your comments, your likes, your shares, retweets, whatever it is you want. We love your feedback. It helps us to know what we're doing wrong and right. And we absolutely appreciate it. So keep that coming in. Please let us know what you think. And until next time, take care. by yashaharari.com.